All right, so last week we talked about the most important thing we should be doing as Christian parents. Now this week we're talking about, I think, the way the way that we execute doing the most important thing, and that is through building rhythms and habits mm-hmm. and routines as a household. All right, James Clear, he is an author who wrote a book called Atomic Habits. This quote is so visceral and so perfect. It says, we don't rise to the level of our goals, but we sink to the level of our systems. Mm. So if you think about Christian households, right? Parent, you're watching this. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, how can I honor the Lord with being a parent to these mm-hmm. little souls that have been entrusted into my care? Mm-hmm. Every Christian father or mother is thinking, how, how can I do this? But not every Christian household does it equally well. Right. Why is that? Is it because they have the wrong intention? Is it because they're setting the wrong goals? No, it's because they're not executing well, which will always come down to habits, rhythms, routines, mm-hmm. which if we go even deeper, is going to come down to the greater the reasons why and how we, yeah, we and how we relate those habits, rhythms, and routines to the deeper things of God. Mm-hmm. So we're going to discuss that today, and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, welcome once again to Fierce Parenting. If you're new to the podcast mm-hmm. or new to the show, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. Selena, oh. <laughs> and we are committed to bringing the truths of Scripture into the areas of marriage, parenting, the Christian home. Mm-hmm. And so, thank you for joining us. Welcome to this conversation. This is one that's really close to my heart because there's some habits and rhythms in our life that that are new that I think have been so life giving mm-hmm. and. They're so baked in at this point Mm -hmm. that I can't imagine life without them, namely family worship, Mm -hmm. namely worshiping together uh, as a with the body believers in Mm -hmm. our church gathering. Um, That's something that has just kind of been so baked into the culture of our home. I'm extremely thankful for that. I'm also feeling convicted about habits in my own life, Mm -hmm. in my own private worship, my secret worship with the Lord, and the times that I spend praying and reading Scripture and times when I've been really hit and miss in that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm bringing personally to this conversation, I'm feeling a good bit of kind of gladness, but also a good bit of conviction mm-hmm. around it. And so we're going to unpack where that kind of gladness, conviction, how we've been able to build some of those rhythms. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, I want to remind you, if you haven't done it yet, please do make sure and subscribe to this channel, to mm-hmm. this podcast. If you haven't left a comment, uh, introduce yourself in the comments. If you have yeah. a question mm-hmm. for us, please do ask that in the comments, or if you're listening on the podcast, please do leave a rating and a review, and you can even ask a question through that review. We do see those, we read those, we look at those. Uh, we are encouraged many times by those. We're also discouraged by those at times. Thankfully, Challenged. It's, <laughs> thankfully, it's mostly Sanctified. vastly uh, encouragement. Not that we're not open to criticism, but I'm just going to say that, that those, those <laughs> comments do bear weight on us. So thank you for joining us. Welcome. If you want to partner with us, you can go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. We have a number of options there um, if that's what the Lord lays on your heart to do. So Selena, what do you think in the Frederick household, (laughs) what do you think is the most, in terms of our parenting, what is your favorite routine, rhythm, habit that we've established over the maybe the last five years? Um, I would say I think our, our family worship has definitely just grown I think Mm. it started small with little kids and you start with small songs and small stories or short stories and things that they can identify with and uh, begin to understand and it just kind of grows with them and so we started you know with Jesus loves me we still sing that occasionally but we've also moved on to 
hymns. Like we've started singing longer mm. hymns with like four and five different verses. And it's just been so rich to see the hearts and I think minds of our children mm. be shaped by those questions around scripture, the questions around uh, the words that we sing uh, and how we worship together. And so it's been very telling, I think. Well, because we'll, I mean, one clear example is because of the hymns. Mm-hmm. Selena brought that into our household. You bought this really cool book that explains the kind of the history of maybe the person who wrote the hymn. Yeah, it's an hymn. old book, Then Sings My Soul, I think is what it's called. Unbelievable resource. Yeah. If you don't have it, you've never heard of it, go check that out. It's going to be well worth your time. Um, but what will happen is because we're teaching these girls more of the depth, we're, mm-hmm. we're, t- we're going to talk about making connections as a means for creating habits. And so when we have the story of the person who wrote the hymn mm-hmm. or the story behind the hymn mm-hmm. itself, it sinks in. And then we, I'll be going about our, my day and I'll catch them singing these hymns. Mm-hmm. And not like the obvious stuff, but like the deep tracks, maybe like <laughs> a couple verses in. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's really, I think that to me is telling. That's not to say, hey, good job, Ryan and Selena. It's just like, wow, these things actually do sink in at this yeah. age. That it's not because we're awesome or we've done the, we just kind of put the feast before them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm I'm shocked at how often I'm surprised that their bellies are full. <laughs> so to speak. So we're going to spiritual bellies. Their spiritual bellies <laughs> burst. Oh goodness. <laughs> Bursting with goodness. So yeah, today we're going to ask uh these questions um about rhythms and habits. Basically, why are habits so important? Mm-hmm. This might go without saying, but we're going to hopefully add some texture around that. Um, how can we uh, begin to form better family habits and rhythms mm-hmm. is the second question. And the third one is uh, what habits should matter or do matter to the Christian home? If, you, if you're listening and watching mm-hmm. this, call yourself a Christian. What should matter to us mm-hmm. as a Christian and household? And what should not, I guess, by contrast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I wanted to start with this quote. It's another quote by an author. His name is Justin Whitmull Early. Uh, he actually wrote a book that I, I, I have it around here somewhere, but it's um, it's all around like spiritual disciplines, spiritual habits mm-hmm. and rhythms. And so he actually wrote an article that was around building family habits with the new year. Mm-hmm. And I, this quote to me was so helpful. So here it is. It says, habits are the little things we do over and over without thinking about them. And the tiny and subconscious nature of habits makes them powerful. Why? Because they create our normal. Normal life is what stays with you from January through December. Normal life is what shapes your kids, your body, your schedule, and your heart. Mm. The habits of the household are the engine of a family's spiritual formation. So good. So good. Uh, again, Amen. That's, <laughs> and that, that was an article on the Gospel Coalition, and Justin Whitmore Early was the author. But I love what he said is uh, habits create our normal. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they normalize whatever that behavior is, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. And if we always kind of see the things we want to do as abnormal or we fail to really establish those habits, how can we expect our children to see those things as normal? Right. And I think at least I want to hope that the things that we normalize are things that we value and prioritize. Right. And so Mm. our tendency is to just drift into, like you said, like what is that guy? James Cleary says, James Cleary, Cleary, uh, just you sink to whatever that default system is like that is our we have to understand that that's our bent. And so to Mm. create these new habits is going to take a little gumption probably at the beginning. Right. It's going to take a little bit of tenacity. It's going to take some. Okay, I'm going to come back to this again and again, the repetition and the consistency. 
But as mm. you do that, you get stronger, you get more familiar, you get more excited about, I think, coming back to yeah. whatever that habit is that you're trying to form. And yeah. our habits, like you said, they form our life. They are they're, they're spiritual formation that can happen if we are taking the time to understand what those habits should be, right? Going to the Bible, understanding yeah. what God says they are. Well, that's where it gets really weighty, I think, in yeah. this conversation because... As parents, we're not just forming habits for ourselves. We're right. forming the habits for our children. And, right. and because habits are so formational, the habits that we take the time to form are going to be the means by which the souls are formed in our Right, home. right. And so it's very weighty. We're not just doing this because we want to be self-help. It's not just about no, help, no, self-help. No. It's about stewarding yeah. these little souls. And so I think our habits and our defaults is another way to look at habits. I mean, what do we gravitate toward? Yeah naturally are far more formational than we realize. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's a fun way that I, or I guess helpful way. (laughs) It is fun, but maybe not for some. (laughs) A helpful way to look at habits is that they are like memorized actions. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the thick of, well, I'm between Greek classes right now and memory is never something that I've been good at. Usually I, and you'll remember we took calculus together in high school. You were high school sweethearts. (laughs) Very short bit. I did. (laughs) And uh, I, I, I can learn things if I can understand them, but I can have a a really hard time memorizing things just to memorize a data point. Right. But if I can learn the concept and the reasons for the concepts, right. At that age. Yes. I think that was, that was necessary, but we teach, we do a lot of memory work with our young kids because they're at that age of like parroting. So they are saying it back and they don't actually understand like the whole concept. They can't, their brains just haven't, developed that quite to that level here's yet. a good example clementine our five-year-old she memorized <laughs> the greek alphabet like in a day or two right yeah and then i tried to get them to learn conjugations and like verb forms he's just going for it i'm like you go She's fi- i'm it's like let's you. see how we let's, let's see how see far we can far push this because they really took to like the, you know the, the diphthongs and, and the <laughs> alphabet stuff and some of the grammar stuff and i'm getting into conjugations and vocabulary and it's, we're hitting a wall because I just don't think she's, she's cognitively yeah. there yet. Yeah. And, and that's to be expected. I'm not going to keep pounding <laughs> on it. But the point is, yeah, you're right. They, they just need to know kind of the data points. And yeah. then over time, they'll be able to connect those data points. Right. But if we think of habits like memory, I think it's really helpful. And there's a quote uh, that I, I read on a, on a website. Uh, it's full I, of quotes today. Well, yeah, we're you know, doing some due diligence here. Um <laughs> It says, uh, memory is not a physical part of your brain. It's a mental function or a skill that can mm. be learned and improved in a similar way, that end quote. So in a similar way, habits can be learned. Mm-hmm. So people will sometimes say, oh, I just have a bad memory. Yeah. I have, something's broken. And this author, uh, it's I forget the website, it's like memory.academy or something like that. He's kind of this memory guru. I, I apologize, I don't have his name. But what he's talking about is how memory is a, it's more like a muscle For and sure. less like anatomy. For sure. And so you can train it and you can grow in it Mm -hmm. and you can get weaker and stronger based on how well you're working this memory muscle. So habits are the same way. Yeah. You had said, um, you know, it takes effort, gumption up front. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing about habits is that if you're choosing your habits wisely, you're not Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, conquer some unsurmountable thing, insurmountable thing. But if you choose your habits wisely, they will get easier. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you go into the, I think they'll get more exciting too. Cause I mean, easy doesn't always equal. Sure. But they'll get more natural. I'll say. Sure. So you go into the gym. All right. You might start out benching a hundred pounds, but like if you keep going in and bench a hundred pounds, I guarantee <laughs> or like you 50 or 25, <laughs> you're putting up 135 at one point. I feel oh, like. 
Back in the day. <laughs> Anyways. Back in the day. Back when we were young. <laughs> like three years ago. Uh, but you keep doing that consistently. Yeah. You're going to start realizing that you need to put on more weight. You need yeah. to put on more, pa- you know, I'm talking about onto the bar, bar right. not onto yourself. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to quickly realize it's, it's easier. And so yeah. that's what's happened with the hymns thing, the music yeah. thing, scripture reading. It started out, we could barely get through a few verses. Now we can get through sometimes multiple chapters, right. depending on what, what we're talking about. Um, so that's the encouraging thing. Um, and so as parents, this is what's really important to remember. We set the tone in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if we're hopeless in building these good habits, if we think that we can't sustain them, so we kind of half-heartedly do mm-hmm. them, uh, that's the kids are going to pick up on that. For sure. And so one big key to maintaining kind of a realistic perspective is realizing if habits are like memory, we can treat them like learning something new. Yeah. So if you learn something new, I have this graphic, maybe I'll put it up on the video. Um, if you review, so say you learn like you read a paragraph of a story, right? Mm-hmm. After 10 minutes, you start to forget what you read. If you review after 10 minutes, your recall goes from about 75% up to 100%. So you've read it, you wait 10 minutes, you review it, mm-hmm. then 10 minutes from there, your, your, your recall is already starting to go up. Mm-hmm. If you don't recall it, you've forgotten 50% of it by the end of the day, mm-hmm. and you've forgotten uh, 75% of it um, within weeks, wow. okay? But if you recall it after the first 10 minutes, after the first day, yeah. after the first week, you keep, crest- your memory keeps refreshing right. to where your recall gets better and better. And so if you do that with habits too, um, it's it starts getting easier to do that. You think of recall as the effort required, mm-hmm. right? So if, if you have greater habit recall, the effort required to do the habit is going to be less. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's encouraging. Um, And I think we probably made the case why habits are important. Let's go (laughs) to scripture and see, okay, now as a Christian household, how can we begin to form better family rhythms and habits? We'll start with Matthew. Yeah. um, Matthew 6, 33. So just to reiterate, like habits, they are, they do reflect our priorities and our value. And so sometimes I I pick apart habits and values like they're not this they're not one and the same to me but they really are like what i Mm. habitually do is something that i somewhere desire to do whether it's at a low level or a high level but i'm making time to do it so therefore i have to do it and and i want to do it and so there's just i don't want to take for granted that yeah that they are they they have overlap um so your habits are going to be the the, the net results of what of your true values is what you're saying. Right, yeah. What they can be very telling. Tells you um, what you truly value, yeah. So looking at the Bible, what does God say about habits? What does he say about rhythms? Um, I would probably look more at it like patterns. What are the patterns that we see in Scripture? Um, we see in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Uh, Jesus is speaking about not being anxious. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just important for us when we're talking about habits, what's the first habit that we should have for our entire lives? Seeking God's kingdom first, right? As believers, that is our first and foremost habit. That is very, you know, up here. So what do we do with those habits, right? The Great Commission gives us direction to go and make disciples. And so we're seeking God's kingdom, but we're not just seeking it for ourselves. We're seeking it to multiply so our kind, our motto in uh, the Frederick household is to know God and to make him known. And that's kind of our overall, I'd say, overarching family vision. And so the way we live our lives, the habits that we develop, the rhythms that we 
fall into or try to even get out of are the for the this reason of knowing God and making Him known. Yeah. Um, I and so that's kind of the big picture piece. Yeah. Now I'm stricken by what does the Bible actually say in terms of establishing habits? Okay, so those are the kind of the big reasons, things that we're to be pursuing. We, right. we pursue those things by way of the granular habits we build right. out in our lives. The first verse that came Proverbs. to mind was, was Proverbs 6, <laughs> yeah. 6. Anything in Proverbs is going to probably, most things in Proverbs are going to speak to just wisdom and foolishness, yeah. habits of wisdom, habits mm-hmm. of foolishness, um, moderation and, and exercising wisdom and discernment throughout the various issues of life. But one that came to mind first was this uh, Proverbs 6, 6 is go to the ant. Another um, another translation says consider the ant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Hmm. So you have somebody who has, they have, they're a sluggard, okay? So they have a history of habits of laziness, maybe whatever goes along with laziness. Over, They're overly licentious when it comes to issues of appetite, right? Sure. Maybe they eat and there's desire, they should. pleasure, and rest, just, yeah, and they're ease, just, they're right? Heathen, a heathen, yes, a, yes. a hedonist, there it is. They're a hedonist. <clears throat> and so he's saying, go to the ant, okay? Look, you sluggard, somebody who is established in these habits, go look at the ant and consider her ways and be wise. When you think about an ant, we have a b- number of anthills out back, <laughs> and I'm number. always blown away at what these little creatures can do. Yeah. All right, so they also they're they're a collective. They work together. Colony, there's there's yeah. something really unique about that aspect of ants. Mm-hmm. But it's always it's just consistent day by day by day. Mm-hmm. You go in as a little boy, as every little boy does. <laughs> I used to go to Ant Hills and just take a stick, you poke it, you mix it up, you watch them all clamor and freak out. You're so mean. <laughs> but you go back the next day and it's already almost completely built, right? And because ants are consistent, yeah. right? Are they the strongest creatures in the world? No, they're strong for their size and their weight, but they're not, you know, they're not moving it all at once. Mm-hmm. It's consistency day by day by day. And so that's what I think of in yeah. terms of how the Bible treats habits. There's, a, there's way more in the scriptures that talks about habits and rhythms and routines. Um, and namely, if you look at like the, the history of God's people right. and why did God tell them to mm-hmm. enact these feasts? Well, it was because he knew they were forgetful. Right. Why did he tell them to uh, teach these things to their kids as they in their coming and in their going? Because he knows that it takes that repetition, the mm-hmm. habitual building of those systems to rise the people up to the level mm-hmm. of honoring God, knowing God, loving him. Right, and now I think after... Christ, so we aren't making those same sacrifices. But after you know the death and resurrection of Christ, now our habits and cycles are repent and believe, right? Repent and believe, and so which we'll get into that. So I want to I want to mm-hmm. go here first. So how can we begin to form better family habits and rhythms? Mm-hmm. How can we begin to build better family habits and rhythms? I think the first thing is, and this has to do again with the memory piece, uh, build connections. Mm-hmm. Build connections. So, uh, in other words, okay, so here's the guy's name. is Cal Buchanan was his name. He says, memorization is about building connections between pieces of information in your mind. The key words there are building connections. I would substitute that word also for uh, integration, I think, would be yeah. a good word there. Because yeah, well, that's, and that's this part. It says, if habits are memorized actions, what I, m- I mentioned earlier, right. uh, it's crucial that we integrate and we, uh, we contextualize everything. Right, we so the relationship of... The, yeah. the pieces yeah the so at, it, in order to build those connections we need to be able to confidently answer these deeper mm-hmm. questions to ourselves so that the habit can actually have a chance of being built so in other words here, here's some questions that would help us right. build these connections uh, why is this habit important 
Okay, so we talk about maybe reading scripture as a family. Right. Why is that important? Why is that important? Answer that question honestly. Well, it's important because it's the means by which I know God mm-hmm. and I honor him and I get to, you know, I treasure him and cherish him. Right. Uh, why is it important to me? Why is it important to our kids? Why right. do we want our kids to know scripture? Right. There's an obedience piece. There's a knowledge piece. There's a wisdom, mm-hmm. a training discipleship piece. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's, again, building connections. Another connection would be how does this habit fit into our daily lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, think through that. Okay, this is something that we should do in X time. For us, right. we do our family worship in the morning at the breakfast table. So when we sit down, like if I don't bring out the Bible, most mornings the girls say, hey, here's your Bible. They'll hand it to me. Yes. Or they'll tell me, can Daddy, you, you going to read the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> and who knows how long that'll be that way because they're kind of of that age. I hope that they do that in, indefinitely. <laughs> um, they, they're eager like that. Another way to contextualize it is uh, we ask ourselves this question, what am I willing to give up in order to maintain hmm. this habit? Am I, am I willing to give up? Now, this is personal devotions. Am I willing to give up an hour of sleep so that I can have time with God? Sure. Well, how I answer that is going to depend on whether or not I think it's actually needed and important or if I trick but, myself yeah. into thinking I can do it some other time during the day, which right. history shows that I can't because <laughs> I will get busy. History shows. Um, the final one is, again, contextualizing. Uh, is what will I lose if I neglect to build this habit? Right. Um, you know, to take it and make it more practical, think about your health, right? As as we age, <laughs> I'm realizing, okay, not the, not the man I once was. <laughs> uh, but if I don't build habits of eating well, you know, and thinking in physicality, or just, you know, serving the Lord, like, I'm not going to get any younger. I'm not going to get any healthier by default. Right. That's what am I willing to lose if I don't keep good good eating habits? Am mm. I willing to lose years off my life? Am I willing to lose opportunities to minister, mm. it, you know, the gospel, things like that? Right. Um, and so, again, we're asking this big question is how do we form family habits and rhythms? Uh, we build those connections so we understand the context mm-hmm. of those family habits and rhythms. And then what's this one? And also, we requ- <laughs> it requires um, self-control, which seems obvious, right? But... God did put it in as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? I mean, self-control is, we're not just endowed with self-control. We don't just, (laughs) you know, we just don't come out, the babies don't come out with self-control. I mean, talk to any toddler, you will realize quickly there is no self-control within them. It's funny, there was a recent study um, where back in the, I think, 70s, 80s, 90s, it was all the rage to get people to, have a higher self-esteem. That's in terms of helping pastoral care, pastoral counseling, Christian counseling, even secular counseling. They figured if we can just get people to have the right self-esteem, self-image, <laughs> why do this sounds that? problematic. <laughs> then, then we, then they'll just everything will go better for them. Yeah. The the really ironic thing is that now, just I think within the last few years, they did a new study where they took all those meta studies and looked at them, <laughs> and said, "Is this working?" And they took five big studies and they looked at all of them together and the conclusion was it doesn't actually work. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem does not correlate to mental wellness, mental health. So what they came back with was self-esteem doesn't work, but self-control works, self-discipline works. Irony. Irony. Yeah. Well, it, it's not as easy of a sell no. out the gate to say, no. you know what, if you want to get better, like control your urges, say no to yourself, mm-hmm. say no to your flesh. That's the Christian vernacular for it. Refuse the things the thing that you, you want, want yeah because you know in your maturity and wisdom you know that there's something better right right don't eat the ice cream instead <laughs> do do the healthy thing um don't just drink more alcohol instead drink water uh, you know so 
that self-control has to kick in. So it's the same thing is true for self-control and to building these habits. Right. Like if you're the parent or the adults, we can't expect the parents, to, the kids, excuse me, to always be on board with right. whatever these habits are. Right. We need There's to be always going to be resistance. Yeah. And so we can fight it and we can defeat it. Yeah. And, and you have to exercise self-control and dis- discipline to make those things happen. Right. And just one key here, when you are getting started with these new habits, I think you can't, don't pivot and move so quickly. Like you can't just give up once it feels hard or it doesn't feel like it's working. Cause usually I think that's the time when it is, things are starting to kind of lock into place. And so there's a bit of resistance. I guess the encouragement would just be like, everything's hard the first time. Everything's hard when you, mm. like if you haven't worked out for a while and you come back, it's hard. You're sore. You don't really want to do it. But then the next day you're like, man, I feel good. I want to do this mm. again. Like you just start coming back to it with a, I think a more joyful spirit. And so understand that things do take time. Should you stick to those things for the rest of your life, depending on what the habit is, that's for you and God to evaluate. You know, as you go along as a parent, you typically you'll grow into things. I think if you are forming mm. the right habits, uh, if they're rooted in scripture and rooted in the things of God, usually you're, those things will just evolve and grow. Yeah. Uh, but assess, I mean, but assess in a wise time, not just, oh, we started this thing last week. It's not really going well, so I'm going to quit. Like have a little gumption, yeah. have a little like <laughs> a little long gumption. suffering, yeah. try give it a, give, give it the good old, you know, college try here. Yeah. Because that does model, I think, some some consistency and strength to your kids as That's well. That's good. And, of course, none of this is out of an attitude of legalism. We don't build these habits because we hope God will love us as a result. No, we build them because we're trying to act out already being loved, mm-hmm. already being saved by God. Mm-hmm. So speaking of coming back to things, yeah. we're out of time. <laughs> so in the next video, yeah. we're going to ask this question and give you some answers. Is What habits actually should matter, do matter mm-hmm. to the Christian household? So... Make sure you follow us over to that video. We hope this episode was encouraging to you, give you something to think about. But uh, yeah, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. We'll see you again next time. So until then... Stay fierce.